So we're gonna continue on our series here on common portfolio wisdom, taking things that have often been said and we heard and looking at to see if it's really a truth or a half truth. The thing we're talking about today is professional management always equals better returns. Now, intuitively, you think, well, of course, right? I mean, a professional singer is always going to be better than me. Well, you could be better than I am. But uh, the truth is, yes, we think because we have a professional management, we're going to get better returns. But the fact of the matter is that that doesn't always work. There's always these different market strategies and whether it's um, all these different theories, you can hear modern portfolio theory, all these different tactical management theories you might've heard, and they all do well in certain markets. But the truth is, that it doesn't really matter. It's market trends that matter, okay? And a professional management could be great in one thing, but not in another. So it doesn't always equal better returns, meaning there's no like one magic bullet that that one strategy is always going to do the best. Nor is it said that everybody who does professional management actually does it the same way. We all know that, right? You could have professionals at any level where it may be, uh, for example, my brother's a professional plumber, and I will tell you, he always gets the calls for the top, for the best, for the high-end clients, because he does his job better than the others on his team, okay? We always know there's a difference. So just because you have professional management doesn't necessarily you're going to be, you're going to have better returns. In fact, oftentimes, you would have been better just in an index fund over the long haul. You would have beat more often than not the portfolios that are professionally managed. Now, when I say that, I say that knowing that we do a lot of professional management and there is some great strategies and qualities in having that, but it's what you're getting for. Just because you're paying for professional management doesn't mean you're getting better returns. So let's give you some things to think about or questions to ask that if you are paying for professional management, okay, for your funds, here's some key questions that I want you to ask to know that to see where your returns are. Yes, we can always kind of look back in, in history and see how where our returns have been. But as always, we always want to be forward thinking because even when we do that, and we've done this before ourselves because we use third-party money managers all the time to manage our clients' money to the best of its ability, to make sure that we're protecting them. And I know that I can't look at the computer screen all day to do that. That's why we have the team behind us. And in looking at managers ourselves, we've saw sometimes they'll show great in the history and sometimes they can kind of, even quote unquote doctor up, maybe the hypothetical returns that they would have done. And it looks great in the past. Or maybe you were with them and it has done great. But then when we look to the future, when we look at things, how it could be, it could be completely different. So whether you're in a professional management, you know, an advisory account right now where you're paying someone to manage your money, or you're going to look into it in the future, I want to give you a couple key questions that you want to answer. We're going to have three key questions plus a bonus one um, to make sure that you are going to actually get better returns for the price you're paying. Now, let me to define better returns. That doesn't always mean meeting, beating the market. Really how we look at it is you should be uh, having somebody who's managing not to beat the, the, the best benchmark or the S&P 500, but how to make sure they're managing to your personal benchmark. So to do that, I'm going to start with this. Say, what is the average return you'd want to have? Put down a number, 
don't be crazy. Just put down something that you might say is, this isn't a reasonable re return I'd like to see every year. The next thing I want you to do is put down, what is your, your uncle point? What's the loss potential? You know, what is the most you would lose before it would really cause you pain or hurt or stress or whatever? Put that number down, put a dollar amount, not a percentage, okay? And then lastly, which one is more important, okay? To make that high, whatever return you put every year to avoid the big losses. Now this, along with your time frame, becomes your personal benchmark, okay? And this is what we should be managing to. So oftentimes, a lot of our portfolios don't beat the S&P 500 every time on a good year. But I can tell you what, they often or almost always don't take the, as much hit on the downside, okay? So we're building portfolios that meet our client's personal benchmark versus just trying to beat some industry benchmark. Okay, that said, the first question you want to ask is, what are you doing for your fees? Okay, sounds simple, but very often overlooked. Just ask that question, start out. I'm going to give you some follow-up questions here. They will help you go into more detail, but just first ask, what are you doing for your fees? I mean, how are they watching things? How are they communicating with you? How are they reviewing? What are the things they're doing? Just ask the question in a blank and sit and see what the answer is. Because if you're paying somebody to do something, don't you think you should have a good idea? I mean, what you're paying, what you think in your head might be different than what they think. So ask them, what are they going to do for those fees? It would be kind of like hiring someone to come and take care of your yard, okay? I might have in my head what I want them to do, okay? But I'm saying, hey, I'm going to have you come take care of my yard. And I don't specify with it. I don't ask them what they're doing for their fees. I might get a whole different thing than I bargained for. So ask, what are you doing for your fees? Next, ask. What is your downside risk management strategy or what's your investment strategy in whole? But since most people are concerned about downside, I would make sure you include that. So what's your investment strategy? I mean, do they, is it all robo? Is it just like technical when they see the, the, they let the computers go and the computers say something, they make a trade? Uh, is there a human element? How are they deciding? Are they looking at just um, a general thing on based on, you know, your age and at certain points they make changes. You want to know what's their investment strategy. And if, if downside risk is important, what's their downside risk management, right? If the market's going crazy, what are they going to do about it? If they tell you to just, you know, hang on, it'll be back. Maybe that's not exactly your fit. Maybe you want them to be doing something. Okay. Recently we were reviewing a portfolio and we were going through this with client and she had been paying them a, a big number in fee management every year and when we dig into it we see the trades are kind of just like robo rebalancing trades so to ask this question what are you doing for it and what's your strategy became really important to know and are you really what are you really doing and don't give me a list of transactions what's your strategy what are you doing for these fees what's your investment strategy here right the next thing that I think is really important is, and it kind of fits into that is how do they determine when trades are happening, right? Is their investment strategy all tied to just the robo, like when the computer says to sell, you sell, when the computer says to buy, you buy, or you do it at certain ages or whatever, right? Kind of target date funds is in the sense of robo type of investment. At certain points of time, it changes for more bonds to stocks. Management can be sometimes like that too. They can trade based on one signal or the other. And honestly, I've saw it happen plenty of times where that signal is wrong because it came in fast. They, they traded in a hurry. They didn't look at the whole big picture. So 
Are they just doing it on the computer, on an age, or are they really taking the time to look at what's going on with the economy, what's important to you personally, and deciding on those trades? That would be another question. And here's the bonus thing that I think is really important. If you're taking income from your account, how are they going to protect your income? There's been plenty of articles that it you know used to be six percent that you could take. Honestly, you can still get six percent income if it's managed the right way. But if it's just in kind of a if we were looking at the S and P or any benchmark, and if that's what they're kind of trying to beat, it went down to four percent, then three percent, and some people, some articles even say two point eight. Why? Because a big loss will hurt you more than the big gains, and a big loss early on in your retirement can completely derail your retirement income. So what are they doing to protect your retirement income, okay? Ask some of those questions. Professional management is great. There's some great managers who use some really awesome money managers who are always looking. They have kind of some, some strategies that are, are robo that they're looking at the technical side, but they never trade just on that. You know why? Because they're putting the human side. What's going on in the economy? What's going on in the world? And what is important to this client? Is income important? Is risk? What's what's the most important thing in making the trades that way? So there can be great management that might not beat the S&P all the time, but will match and beat your personal benchmark. But on the flip side, there's some bad management too, where you're just paying extra amounts and fees. And sometimes on top of your advisory fee, there's even hidden fees. So you're paying all these in fees and you're getting no better performance than if you were in a simple, very low cost ETF fund. So it doesn't always equal better returns. It's what are they doing for it? What's the value? If you have more questions and want to know more in detail of how we would answer all these and what we do, what our management team does um, for the fees and how the returns work, I'd be happy to answer. Just schedule a call with us and we'll go into more detail. Regardless, if you have a professional management, make sure you're asking them these questions.